Welcome to NIL Undressed. I'm Ryan Schockner, and I've got again with me, Dr. Cheney Robinson. Good morning. Cheney, I know you and I have spoken on this, but I've been looking forward to this one for a long time. And really, yeah. a couple reasons, but the re- one of the main ones is the state of Florida has been fairly aggressive and in amending and in evolving uh, the NIL laws at the state level. Yeah. And from our seat in the Carolinas, you know, everything that we see, Florida State University, which is where our next guest is from, um, and the community have been really, they've jumped on board, right? They've been aggressive in the adoption of NIL and rolling it out. So when Aaron Tillman, the assistant director of student athlete development for Florida State agreed to come on, I was pumped, man. I remember us talking about that. So, um, and then he sent over his bio and, you know, he's like, pull whatever you want out of it. So I'm I'm reading it and like five pages long. And, but like, what do you pull out of it? Like, you can't you can't pull anything out of it. And so the whole uh, show is going to be the whole show is going to be his bio. It's it, you know, it's and and so I'm not going to cut anything out of it. The other thought I had is that, man. Florida A&M is kicking out some talent because we had, and Aaron's time may, we'll ask him, but his his time may have crossed with Patrick Scott, a former football player there, um, who's now in the finance industry and was on our show. Um, and we could have probably gone three hours with him. I mean, it was, it was phenomenal conversation. And so like, I'm like, man, Florida A&M is kicking out some, some talent. So without further ado, We've got Aaron Tillman today, a native of Colorado Springs, Colorado. He joined Florida State University as a student athlete academic services staff in 2018. But prior to joining FSU, he attended Florida A&M and where he earned his bachelor's degree in broadcast journalism. In 2015, Aaron was offered the position of athletic academic advisor at Florida A&M where he supported 14 of their their 16 teams, including the big ones, right? Football, baseball, track and field, softball, volleyball. He's an award-winning higher education professional receiving the Best of State Award from the Florida Academic Advising Association, first place from the Society of Professional Journalists for his documentary, The Need to Belong. Aaron also received the N4A Professional Excellence Award which he's one of two members in Florida State University history to ever receive this award. Additionally, if it, I mean, if that's if that's not enough. Additionally, he serves as the N4A uh, Ethnic Concerns Committee Chair, is a member of Florida State University's President's Council for Equity, Diversity, and Inclusion, and serves as the FSU Athletic Department Diversity Officer. He also authored uh, Finding Christ in College, which reveals how he overcame many of the trials of being a college student. So as the now getting to his you know day-to-day, what he lives day-to-day role, uh, as the assistant director of student-athlete development, Aaron develops strategies for the holistic development of student-athletes to enhance their mental health, social-emotional growth, and multicultural competence. Aaron's areas of expertise are leadership development. L- I, so I, I don't, I'm, I'm, you know, 
I got to figure out how to pronounce this word, Adlerian therapy. Uh, I can't wait to hear about that. Assessment and analysis, public speaking, student engagement, and facilitation. Working alongside the Director of Student Athlete Development, Aaron works to provide comprehensive development and diverse experiences, preparing student athletes for that inevitable time um, when they are done with athletics so that they can be um, in, you know, enduring contributions to society. So all of that. And then he's married to his college sweetheart, Stephanie, since 2012. And they have a, a, a two-year-old. And they both share a passion to empower young people. He serves on the board of directors of the uh, DEI division director for um, the National Association of Academic Advisors. I've got to catch my breath. Aaron, I don't know when you sleep, but welcome to NIL Undressed. (laughs) Man, it's good to be with you, Ryan. Uh, Dr. Robinson, it's good to be with you both. I'm excited to have this conversation. Sleep is, uh, sometimes I feel like it's a thing of the past. I feel like I sleepwalk, maybe too, if that that helps. So Probably you walk in your sleep. Yeah, yeah. Zombie-ish at times. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, sleep is a commodity. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's right, man. Aaron, such such a thrill having having you on the show. And you know, we we've started tradition um, of hitting some rapid fire questions to to get us going. So, if I'm coming to town for a football game, right, where do I go to get the full FSU tailgate experience? Now, this might this might be debatable. I will say, but I'm gonna I'm gonna say you got to go to College Town. Um, College Town is minutes away from the stadium. Uh, it has a lot of the local restaurants, um, you know, areas, bars where folks can go, families can come. They always have some sort of festivities. You can barely drive down, you know, the main street that is in College Town. Um, you know, there are students all over from from those that are coming for the opposite side of whoever we're playing to those that are hardcore Noel fans. So they're going to be tailgating all in that plaza out there. Um, You might get hit with a football if you, if you're not careful. (laughs) (laughs) Head on a swivel. Yeah. 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 Head on a swivel for sure. College town is the place to go though. They've got, they've got everything that you're looking for and everything that you might not be looking for. So I got you. So you talked about restaurants and bars. Let's, Let's dig into that a little bit. So what's the restaurant that if you're on campus, we need to hit up. And what do we need to order? So what's the mm. rest? What do we need to uh, what do we need to order? On campus. Cha- challenging for sure on campus to see which one it is. Uh, now, now around FSU and just close in Tallahassee, I'm gonna say Midtown Caboose. Um, not far, uh, not too, too far from campus, but man, you got to get a Liberty Bell if you hit up Midtown Caboose. It is a Philly cheesesteak cheeseburger. So everything that you like on a Philly cheesesteak and a burger, the other thing that they have is called a Louisiana Purchase. And it's like a hoagie with rice on the bottom with some sauteed chorizo sausage and pepper jack cheese. I mean, they they do it up the whole nine. So you got to get one of those and you got to probably get a peachy king, too, which is like a frozen uh, fruit drink that they they that they do and they they do it upright. So. Nice. Ryan, we gotta we gotta load up and head down there. We gotta bring our appetite, sounds <laughs> That's like right. Well, I got I got mine everywhere I go. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Aaron, what's your favorite Florida State University tradition? Oh man. Ugh. Such a good question. Um 
I love to see Renegade uh, go and ride through at the beginning of a game and just toss the spear down. That is probably my all-time favorite. And then when the band starts to play along with it and everyone is in the stands kind of just cheering and chanting uh, for our players to come out, uh, there's nothing like that experience. I would say that that would, that would be my favorite uh, tradition. So, I, you know, I, I grew up in really the 90s, right? Yeah, And that was the era of Florida State. I mean, they had the most wins out of any football team. You yes. know, Peter Warwick, Warwick Dunn, all these guys, right? Charlie Ward, all of them. <laughs> all of them. And, you know, and, and so I remember watching. So I'm glad you said that because <laughs> if you hadn't said that, I was going to be like, man, is there something better, right? Because that was like the iconic. Like you knew you were in for some trouble when you saw him ride out on that horse and throw that yes. spear down in the middle of the field, right? Yeah, no, that that is that is definitely just there's nothing like that, you know, to get everyone together and that unity and you feel the the crowd rushing and I mean everyone's yelling and screaming that. My first time experiencing that, I was just like, I was ready to jump in the game myself. I wouldn't have made it. Yes. Probably. <laughs> awesome, man. So. Development is, that's a loaded word, right? So it means so many things to different people. Um, it encompasses so many different areas, right? Especially when we're looking at student athlete development. Uh, but the part that's really consistent, regardless of what priority you put on on different things, is that it's lifelong, right? Mm -hmm, um, mm -hmm. So, So your role is a lot more difficult than people realize because you have to get athletes that are focused on these short-term things like their athletic performance, academics, you know, social, where they're going to go out that night to start thinking and planning for that inevitable, the longest chapter of their life, whenever that competitive athletic career is over. Uh, so how do you approach that with, with the Florida State athletes to get them to start thinking a little bit longer term? Yeah, it's always unique. I think the unique thing about it is that, you know, in this role and specifically within this field of development, there's usually an approach where the people who are encouraging or inviting students to do the work have an expertise or some knowledge about it. And the reality of it is, is that sometimes it's assumed. So, you know, what we try to do is we try to involve our student athletes in everything that we do, because it's you know, if we if we think we know what's best for them, we probably don't. Right. <laughs> and, right. And, and not knowing, you know, what they need or what they actually want and hearing their perspectives can put you in a dangerous place of, you know, thinking you're actually supporting them and them actually not being engaged with what you're providing. So I think, you know, we try to gauge our student athletes by surveying them, uh, getting them involved so that they see themselves in the programming and experiences that we're doing. Therefore, they'll get involved. You know, if they see me on the front of a flyer for a career readiness event that we're having, you know, with our career career center department, they're gonna be like, hey, coming to that, Aaron's just gonna be there, you know? But if they see their teammates and they see other people within it who are helping to lead, maybe host the conversation or helping to maybe lead one of the sessions, they'll be more proactive to come. So what one thing that we've really been working toward is restructuring our department to be able to provide that comprehensive development that you mentioned earlier. Um, and we really work from freshmen up to their senior year, even through their grad year, if they have additional eligibility to be able to provide that support and development experiences from, you know, uh, as we mentioned, mental health awareness to, uh, you know, social emotional activities to have them be more self-aware 
Um, self-awareness is key, you know, as we're moving yeah. through any any industry or whatever it may be. Um, and then, you know, aspects of career readiness to say, like, not only what I want to do, but who do I want to do it with? You know, I think that's such an important question that we try to focus on and try to help them see the full picture. So um, we start from the freshman level on where we intentionally set up one to one meetings and we meet with those students. And, you know, we also host a class where they're in it as well. And then we work through the rest of their years, um, providing experiences, getting them involved in certain affinity groups and so on and so forth to really provide that aspect of development. And then we ask, you know, what, what, what do you see yourself, you know, in this picture of development? Like, where do you see yourself now? You know, we assess to be able to see if what we're doing is effective, um, you know, in, in a lot of regards. So we, we really yeah. try to approach it from a freshman level up because we know once they get to their junior, senior year, they're gonna be like, oh. I don't have a resume or, you know, I'm not too, too sure or whatever it may be, or no one's ever talked to me about this, you know, all the excuses yeah. that they could probably come up with, <laughs> but we really try to, we really try to get them engaged early on um, to understand that development and, and learning is lifelong. You know, I, there's a saying that I've been holding on to, um, and it is, uh, we're all teachers, but we're all learners. So everyone has something to teach, but everyone also has something to learn. And when you approach that, you know, approach it in that sort of way, um, I think you can set yourself up for success. Oh, absolutely. So I, I like that that approach of, uh, and it seems so, you know, like, why doesn't everybody just ask what the athletes are wanting to learn about and then create the environment and, and, and programs around that, right? Mm -hmm. um, it seems so obvious, yet it's not done. So mm -hmm. what are, um, you know, what are some of the the topics that are important to them? Because we have, you know, NIL is is all the talk in the news, right? right. Um, and then we have mental health and we've seen, you know, unfortunately, some some really bad, you know, stuff uh, of some student athletes around the country and, and mm -hmm. you know, some some horrible stuff that you never want to see. Yes. Uh, so we have all these different, you know, and then career readiness and all that. What are the what are the hot, you know, two or three items that um, that the athletes at, at Florida State are uh, on their mind? Yeah, you know, um, funny enough, you know, you mentioned mental health. That is going to be one of the ones that I hear consistently from all of our student athletes. And that's I think it's particularly driven by their experiences and them wanting to have an outlet where they feel like they can be vulnerable and be themselves. So that is one for sure. I think the other one is, you know, aspects of how they can be developed when it comes to branding and marketing. Um, you know, we talk about NIL and they've been doing NIL before NIL existed, you know, yeah. <laughs> it's just having them get the picture of understanding how they can now take advantage of it and ownership you know, of that. So um, I think that's a big one where they want to understand how they can, you know, market themselves or, you know, tell their story, if you will, and understand their story and, and share their values and beliefs and find organizations or companies that also support those. Um, that's a, that's a huge aspect of our experiences that we provide. And then another one would be, you know, in light of all the things that are happening, I think social justice is always big. Um, and just really being able to understand how they can use their collective voice. So having experiences and avenues where they can also um, do that. And then, you know, this, you asked for three, but a fourth would be <laughs> a fourth would be they want to have fun. Um, so many times, you know, where they just want to be able to have time where they can just be social and have an intentional program geared toward that. So we might do like a, you know, a game night or hangout night where everybody can come, you know, bring a game, bring a movie, um, bring their own food, whatever it may be. And just, you know, they can dance, 
just have some time and just get to know each other and and have fun outside of competition, you know, because they're so used to being driven by their agenda, their sport agenda and athleticism. So we try to provide opportunities for that. Oh, that's great, too, because, you know, everybody gets in their season. They get, you know, they they um, they have practice schedules and and it's not at consistent. It's all at different times. Right. It's all over the place. And so you could you know, you could essentially, um, you know, we could be going to Florida State and both playing different sports and never get a chance to meet uh, outside of an organized social, uh, you know, uh, opportunity. So that that's that's pretty cool, too. Yeah, no, they they enjoy that. They enjoy just being able to have that uh, that freedom and that ability to just be themselves without the expectation and pressure of what they might feel from fans, from their teams, you know, and or from their own, you know, future aspirations. Yeah. Aaron, we've we've touched on NIL a little bit, and we know it launched July of 2021, and there wasn't a whole lot of guidance on really how to handle it, right? <laughs> so you essentially were told that you need to allow this, right? And how did that initial framework start to come together for how you were going to bring athletes in, manage compliance, and engage the business community? We want to thank our sponsor, Success Beyond Game Day. For many athletes, the last safe place was the locker room. They could be themselves and not be judged. Success Beyond Game Day creates a locker room community for athlete development. Partnering with individual athletes, high schools, athletic departments, college and pro teams on building their brands, understanding name, image, and likeness, how to get deals, and personal finance, all while leveraging a proprietary assessment that identifies core skills that athletes can leverage to create a competitive advantage, all while creating an environment where athletes can connect to push each other to greatness. Check it out at www.successbeyondgameday.com. Yeah, man, Cheney, that's a good question. Um, it was definitely like uh, coming up out of murky water. You know, if you've you ever, ever been in water or just in an area where you can't see, it's like a haze and a mist and you're trying to clear the clear the fog to see. That's what yeah. it felt like, um, you know, when it, when it happened and we just weren't sure how we were going to navigate. So there really wasn't a lot of initial conversation on collaborating. Um, you know, it was, uh, I think when it launched, we were preparing to launch uh, Apex. Um, which was essentially going to be our NIL hub that was going to assist students in having those opportunities um, when it came to, you know, their NIL. And I think that just kind of washed itself away. Um, And then in the midst of that, Rising Spear came. um, And, you know, in the midst of Rising Spear coming out, there were a lot more conversations when, you know, uh, legislation around collectives and boosters being able to help was arising. So um, when that came, I think that there was more conversation of collaboration to say, how can we get student athlete development pulled in? So, um, you know, my director, uh, as well as myself at times, we get to serve on our NIL team to be able to sit and have those conversations with compliance, with um, um, our staff members that oversee uh, branding and just essentially like, you know, being able to use FSU's marks and whatnot, you know, all of that comes into play. Um, and it's so important to have the collective conversation now in, in our student athletes so that they can make sure they're one using it correctly, but also, you know, not putting themselves in a, in a position where they, they mess themselves up forever, you know, or they wind up like selling FSU's marks to a company and FSU now has like, or now the company has, 
you know, legal rights to use all of it. So there's a lot of sticky stickiness in between it too, that all, all of our compliance um, folks can really read through the, the red tape on. Yeah. Yeah. And it's been, you know, and it's been ever evolving. Right. And so, oh, yeah. you know, communication uh, is, is a big aspect of just inside the athletic to, to have successful NIL, right. It's communication among all the all the departments, you know, the legal, the compliance, the the athlete development uh, in the states that allow it. The conversations with with those at the collective uh, level to say, hey, this is what we need or, or this is going to help us you know, stay operational uh, right. in this. So that, that's good that um, it sounds like that communication is. And that's probably why Florida State. I mean, I've seen a ton of even at like the state government level. Um, which, which is really, you know, that's why, you know, I always thought Florida state was on the forefront of this because they had that business community from the, from the get go was bought in and engaging. So did that happen through some of the collectives or, or how did, how did some of that start to evolve? Yeah. So, and maybe you're talking about the opportunity with Kaylee Mudge, um, where, you know, she was invited by Congress to essentially address NIL legislation. Um, and I, you know, I believe she was the only student athlete to to do so, you know, in, so, this, yeah. current, in this current juncture to to talk on it. Um, and I think, you know, that was just by her presence, you know, by, you know, what we talk about is just being engaging and, and being active in your community, but also um, what she represents. You know, I think the opportunity came when she was invited. Uh, so as, as she was just doing the normalcies of what we preach and what we encourage to do, I think, you know, her her visibility was seen, you know, and to be seen at a national level where she's, you know, getting to sit with Congress and have her own personal address, you know, to them um, is is incredible, you know, and, and a feat that I, I haven't seen um, anywhere else. And I always applaud uh, Kaylee. We call her Mudge. Um, I always apply, you know, applaud Mudge for for what she did and what she said, because she's really breaking the barrier and showing the importance to keep NIL the way that they want to keep it as opposed to where it's maybe going or trying to go. <laughs> right. Yes. Yeah. Um, well, that has to be like almost a proud dad moment too, right? To see, I mean, cause we talked about the programs that, that are important to the student athletes, right. Yeah. But then to see it and to see a student athlete take, take that, put that into work, but then because it doesn't always happen where you get that very close to immediate, you know, opportunity to showcase it. Right. And yeah, so, yeah. but there she did on that national level. And so it's, it, it has to be, like I said, that proud dad moment where you're, you're seeing all the, the, the work that goes in behind the scenes to see it come to fruition for a student athlete. Um, that's gotta be pretty cool. What a what a dream, um, right? Like, I mean, I just I, I look at I look at Kaylee and I, in that moment when she was presenting, when she was sharing, you know, she was on our our SAC team, you know, she was on our SAC e-board and, you know, just served in such a great capacity. And I just think about like NIL. And I think I think a lot of student athletes might just think of it right now as like this is just NIL, you know, like this is just happening right now. But what Kaylee was able to do is show the reflection of 
what NIL means beyond NIL. And it just means that relationship, that ability to communicate and share your story, but also share the value of what you believe and why you think it's important. And that's when, you know, that's when NIL becomes your lifestyle and which it already is. And to the fact that you you just are doing what you should be doing and not just thinking about what's the next best NIL opportunity or how can I make this much money while, which granted, I'm happy about all that. I'm so happy that they have the opportunity to to get compensated. Um, but it's so far beyond that. And she really gave a good reflection of like, you know, what what the focus really should be is encapsulating why we do what we do, you know, is students are preparing themselves for an opportunity that they don't even know about yet. <laughs> an opportunity to talk before Congress, you know, an opportunity to, you know, be invited to, you know, the governor's mansion to to meet him or whatever it may be, you know, so it's, it's, it's NIL, but it's beyond NIL. <laughs> yeah, no, hundred percent is. I mean, and it, it goes to show now the importance of, uh, or the, maybe the increased emphasis on athlete development, right? Because mm, yeah. you had uh, what was, what was happening at a professional athlete level where these athletes were able to use their platform, um, you know, the league they played for, the team they played for, make connections within the city uh, and, and broadcast that out and then get endorsement or business, create relationship opportunities to then create, you know, bigger opportunities for life after sports. And like you said earlier, they were, they were almost, they were doing a lot of this already. So they were, they were in the midst of drawing the circle, but because, uh, you know, before NIL, they weren't able to complete the circle mm. and now they're able to complete that circle and they're able to, um, put into practice a lot of maybe what they're learning in some of the business classes or, you know, trying entrepreneurship and they don't have to worry about getting themselves or the university or team, you know, in trouble for, uh, for some of that. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So I talk about a lot, the spirit side of NIL and the business side of NIL, right. The business side being, uh, which gets all the attention, the collectives and, uh, you know, who cares what anybody's opinion? It, it, the fact is it's legal and it is what it is, right? So you have the business side that gets the attention, but then you have the spirit side, which was that entrepreneurial side. And we talked a little bit about Kaylee and some of the stuff that she's done, but I think one of the big motivations for student athletes is to see, um, and not just within football. I mean, obviously we're talking Kaylee. She's not a football player, right? Right, right. And so who are some of the Florida State athletes uh, that are are building something for that beyond Florida State, that life after Florida State, the more of the entrepreneurial side of things? And there's there are so many that come to mind. And again, like, you know, I think I think we see the prominence of uh, NIL with revenue sports, you know, when it comes to our footballs and basketball. And I don't I don't want to just stay on softball, but I just you know, I have to acknowledge Michaela Edenfield. Um, I mean, when you talk about beyond NIL, you talk about someone who breathes um, authenticity, you know, and, and really just portrays herself in a way where other people aspire to, you know, not only want to be like her, but the character that she has and all that she does. I mean, she um, she she does modeling, essentially, if you will. So, you know, modeling and she also does makeup and has provided, you know, sponsor opportunities for specific companies. And, you know, for for me to see, 
young girls and little girls that, you know, mention uh, Michaela or to see Michaela doing, you know, some eyeshadow for some of the little girls or whatnot. It that's the that is, you know, what you're talking about, that spirit side where, you know, the the elements of humanity and just themselves beyond you know, their athletic prowess really comes out. And I love to see that. I think Michaela Edenfeld is a wonderful example of that. You know, of course, we have our our Jordan Travis and our Trey Benson, you know, who are, are, are getting deals left and right, you know, between hotels, restaurants, you know, you name it, you know, they've they've definitely gotten that deal already or or are preparing to sign that deal now, you know, one of the two. Um, but, you know, I think about those that are, are really, really making a difference in the NIL space. And Michaela really, really shines when I when I see what she's doing, because it's so far beyond the opportunities. I mean, she just had a recent opportunity with crumble cookies. So um, they're doing a, a crumble tasting tonight where they can come and, and meet her, nice. but also help her try cookies, you know? So anyone that's from- a vice of mine. That is a <laughs> yeah. vice. Yeah. It's, a, it's <laughs> a vice of mine too. I was just like, Michaela, I might just have to join you on that. That's one. Right. How do I sign up for that? Crumble can have all of my money. They can take my bank account number right now and just. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. It's, you know, I think I think about her, though, you know, she really comes to mind when you talk about just the spirit side and and how she's more invested. You know, she's you know, in addition, we're we're taking a few of our student athletes uh, this weekend through Wednesday for our ACC Unity Tour um, in, in Washington, D.C., where Michaela is also going to accompany us and help to emcee some of the events that are happening with some of the legislative officials. So, you know, again, it's it's so far beyond this this aspect of those opportunities although it's 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 also encompassing that they get those opportunities but you know when you think about someone who's involved and wants to just you know wants to just show who they are in the community and and um be more than just a name you know and actually be involved Michaela is definitely one um that embodies that that's awesome. Well, and that's cool. And I think we talk a little bit um and I think it's appropriate that you mentioned you know softball because the the women that have been active in NIL mm. have um I think it's and this is just an observation, you know, sitting where where we sit in the Carolinas, have brought in attention to their sports, right? Like yeah. the women's NCAA tournament, the the women's softball tournament, you know, these are things that, you know, just I personally wouldn't have, you know, made time to tune into, but I did because now I'm seeing some of these athletes and what they're doing and it's now drawing new, um, you know, viewership into, into their sports. And so we talk about, you know, some of the social issues that are, that are important. There's, there's one that's kind of evolving there that isn't getting a lot of attention and what these ladies are doing for uh, female sports in, in general. So it's, that's, that's pretty cool. No, you're absolutely right. And I mean, I see it. I see it on so many different levels from, you know, women's basketball. You know, there's so many, so many different women. Well, Tania Latson, for one, I mean, she she won every single award that you could probably win <laughs> and, and some this year, you know, and the opportunities that she's gotten have been great as well, too. But then, you know, women's volleyball as well, too, is another probably um not spoken of, you know, heavily or not not as visible as some might see where there's a lot of NIL tension um, happening as well, too. So yeah. just in conjunction with what you're saying, um, you know, the, the value that has always been there, but is now becoming more um, becoming more prominent 
um, within women's sports is amazing to see. Yeah. Have you seen has, and you probably, I don't know if you get these numbers or not, but has attendance gone up in, in sports in general um, and, and in female sports since NIL, uh, you know, went live? I think so. Um, I definitely think so. And more so to like the women's basketball space. Um, I did see an increase in numbers for like attendance since NIL came into play. Um, Definitely women's softball um, this year. I think we had a, I don't, I can't remember the the specific number, but I know that there was an increase um, to some regard. So I, I think that NIL has, has helped in, in just pretty much, uh, expounded the value that already exists for, you know, for women's sports when it comes to the support that we know that they need, but also the reality of how, how significant they already are. Yeah. Awesome. So have you seen, um, more, and I say, uh, uh, um, engagement or, or a a bigger role of athletes, and I, I say engagement, not necessarily from the student athletes, but, from the athletic department, we talk budgets and all that because athlete development is now, you know, the the lights on it, right? It's the the light is being shined on it. Have have you seen a a, a difference in um, you know uh, the money that flows to be able to execute on some of these priorities to to be able to kind of level up and 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 be at the top of the game? Yeah, I think so. Um, I think that a lot of the money is flowing and shifting toward, you know, either inviting experts that are kind of within that field from other places to come in and share, you know, on this aspect of either, you know, marketing, branding, or just focusing on identity development. Um, I think that there's been a lot more funds being put toward that. Um, But I also, you know, see the reality of um, funding being put toward, you know, specific organizations where um, students can go and receive additional support and help as well, too, when it comes to these aspects. I do I do definitely think that NIL has has shifted the where the expenses are going, though, for sure, and and shifting the agenda of of, uh, athletic departments in general. You know, and I think, you know, it, it plays a role you know, athlete development and all that plays a role in recruiting, but also Hmm. now with transfer portal with retention, right. And prior to transfer portal, it it wasn't necessarily uh, you didn't have to focus on the retention aspect because there were, there were hurdles in there. And so have you seen, um, you know, your role in the programs that you're rolling out? Um, Obviously it plays a role in recruiting, but in in retention and those athletes that uh, maybe had been looking at entering the transfer portal and after doing their their homework said no I've got a better not just athletic opportunity but a better opportunity to make something of myself by by staying here with the programs that um, that Florida State has. You know I ha- I have seen that um, and I think like pre NIL and pre transfer portal um, you know I think students didn't have that option to think about, oh, I'm just going to go elsewhere, you know, I'm going to endure. But now with that, you know, with the program that we uh, collaborate with and have had like a collaborative relationship uh, with our academic department, it's called LIFE, uh, stands for Leaders Yearning for Excellence, um, geared toward our Black male student athletes. You know, we've collaborated in experiences and programming with them. Um, We've seen those student athletes be more retained um, in this regard from that programming, you know, I think that they can consider transferring because of, you know, they're looking for more playtime, whatever it may be, better NIL deals, 
a better deal that the coach is promising them scholarship wise, you name it, you know, you just basically you change the label, same candy, you know, yep, <laughs> and just yep, yep. whatever a, a better, better label may be. But, you know, you mentioned something earlier and I think that um, there's, there's no NIL without athlete development, you know, it's not, it's not existent. And, you know, yeah. I think when our student athletes see that value as they've done in some of our programming through life and other programs and to see them stay, you know, that's the next piece is that they just have that option that they can leave to have them want to be in a place where they value the staff, they value the relationships and the community that they're in um, is, is encouraging to know because they could have a quote unquote better deal or better opportunity going elsewhere too. So, you know, ones that I have seen stay um, has been encouraging. And then the ones that have gone, you know, I, I, I don't hold it against them. I get a little sad. I'm like, oh, man, y'all get but, you know, it, it's just the, it's just the reality of where it is. So um, yep. I would I would say that we have seen uh, a lot, a lot of our student athletes be retained by the programming that we're able to provide. That's got to be another one of those proud dad moments, <laughs> right? That the, that the athletes are are seeing and feeling the value of the programming that you're providing to them. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. It's, um, you know, when, when they come into your office and I mean, they come in, they come into our offices and they share everything, you know, of, of what's happening in life, what's going on with their families, you know, what they're feeling right now. I don't want to be here, whatever it may be. We, we hear it all, you know, and, you know, when, when they can come back after considering going elsewhere and and come back and say, you know what, like I thought about what you said and actually like took them into consideration and or what they've experienced even too, you know, that that keeps them here. Um, it means a lot to us to know that, you know, what we're not, what we're doing is not in vain, you know, and it's not just frivolous. Like we're not just putting stuff out there, but you know, there's intention behind it. And then when you see the, when you see the, uh, the fruit of your intention, um, you can really get excited about what you're doing. Yeah, you're not just checking a box to say we we did it. We put it out there. I think, yeah. you know, and, and again, Aaron, our, our time together has been kind of short, but at the same time, I, I think I've got a pretty good gauge on the character and a compliment is coming here, I promise. Uh, <laughs> it seems like the character, your, your character, you'd be very humble. So, I, But I'd like to say, you know, give yourself a pat on the back for what you're doing, the influence and the impact that you're having on, on your student athletes there at FSU. All right. So now having said that, this changed directions a little bit. And I, I want you to pitch us, not, I want you, you're not selling us a pen, right? But give us a commercial for Florida State. There's a high school athlete on the fence between FSU and someone else. And the decision comes down to how they will be developed for life after sports. Why should they choose? Florida State. They should choose Florida State because we're going to be the only, the only place that's going to help them uniquely prepare for their meaningful work in the world. So there, there are many other places that provide a lot of programming and experiences, but as a high school student athlete, we're going to prepare them uniquely. And that means that we're going to tailor an experience to them um, based on their development. They won't receive this blanket development that a lot of people might do and, and think that it's okay for them, but um, it's going to be uniquely tailored for them. Um, and, and they'll be able to come out with their own personal experience and ability to uh, assess, you know, independently how they're going to move forward in life when they finish at Florida State. Yeah. So we're not, we're not just putting everybody in the auditorium, having somebody nope. speak for 30 minutes 
and then we can check that box, right? That's not what we're doing. Nope. We're doing personal work. You know, we're doing this independent work. Everybody might be sitting in the same room, but everyone's going to be doing, you know, in individual work, you know, now granted. Yeah. Do we have people that come and speak for sure? You know, yeah, yeah. But, yeah. Um, but more more than most, our goal is for them to have a personal understanding uh, of what they're doing and to take accountability um, for their time here at Florida State. That's well, awesome. it, it, it hits back that that self-awareness that we talked about early on. Right. I mean, if you can. If, if you can help them figure out who they are, why they see the world the way they see it, mm-hmm. and then you can put programming in front of them, they can process uh, because they are aware of who they are, what their strengths are, what their weaknesses are. Um, they can process that information coming in in a way that's going to be relevant to them, that's going to be able to help them down the road. And that's uh, so I love that you need the, the, you know, uniquely develop them as a person, uh, because again, it's, it, it's it's a lot of, you know, sitting in an auditorium and everyone hears this and, and, you know, 10% is going to be, you know, checked in and the rest are going to be checked out. And, and you're not going to get that when, when you are, when you know how to process the information coming in for you and how to build on what your goals and what your dreams are. Absolutely. Yeah, we try our we try our best to to do it. And, and granted, you know, it's um, it's not the sexiest thing, if you will, to, <laughs> to to have to you know do do the work personally to understand you know yourself and 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 figure out you know what it is that you need to be to be developed or even honing on your strengths. But you know, the outcome is what we usually try to focus on is what does it mean later on down the line? You know, when when the crowds aren't cheering for you, you know, anymore, whatever it may be, or you got to got to go get groceries from the grocery store and yeah. you might not you be a mortgage and car payment, yeah. mortgage car, all those things, you know, so yeah. give them a realistic picture, not to, not to stifle, uh, not to stifle where they are, the season of life, but to, to help them gain perspective. So. All right. You may be able to answer a household debate here. Uh, so my wife grew up part of the time in Florida. Right. Um, and, and, and I mentioned, you know, I remember watching Florida state in the nineties and all that. Who is Florida state's biggest in-state rival, Miami or Florida? (laughs) I'm going to say Florida and I'm going to say Florida because I get more, chops when i'm walking through any uh, a store or going to a place then i get used anywhere else and i and that's that now this could be a this could be debated historically by players and by championships and seasons and things like that we can go we can go that far but i'm gonna say just from engagement fan engagement and when i see people there uh if you ask it would probably be florida uh i get i get gator chops all day just in in, in certain places you know as opposed to it uh, <laughs> you know, our, our chop. So it's, it's, it's funny to, to see that. So uh, Florida for sure. Uh, so I'm not going to let my wife listen to this because I, you know, and I like think, this. Yeah, yeah, I think my perspective yeah. is that is that nineties football. Right. And so, uh-huh. Uh-huh. Um, so, you know, that was very much Miami, Florida state time yes. frame. So, yes. um, so yeah, so you did not settle this debate. No, no, it's, 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 it's not the way he wanted you to, anyway. <laughs> I know, I know, and it, historically, it's it's tough, but I I think Florida for sure, and I think when I see the amount of uh, when I see the engagement when it comes to games, and I know like we we can go back to, but 
And I look at that, Florida, for sure, uh, is, is always a packed house um, when, when we come in Miami, too. But, you know, I think just in, engagement wise, your, your wife would, would say differently. So <laughs> just, tell her not, just tell her not to listen to this episode. Yeah. So. Yeah. <laughs> or not listen to these two minutes, this two minutes of it. Right. Yeah. What, Aaron, what's the what game is it where the spear at the the um, the top of the spear is is they light that on fire? Is that mm. do, don't they do that? And I I want to say it's either for when Miami's in town or Florida's in town. Is that right? It's usually our rival game. Yep. Um, yeah. To to Florida. Um, and and now I can't remember if they did it on Miami, but I think for sure Florida. Um, yeah. Game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They light that spear. Yeah. I see all the rides and 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 throws it into the ground, and I'm ready to jump in the game. Got my pad. Yeah. Chills. I've got chills <laughs> just thinking about that right now. Yeah. Absolutely. I was uh, I was able to attend a game years ago, um, and I want to say Rick was the offensive coordinator, Winky was the quarterback, mm. and he did. And this I know this is way off topic, but he he How ran he ran the fake handoff in his own end zone, right? So he's yeah. he's standing there. You know the play I'm talking about. He's standing there, right? And then all of a sudden, he's he's still got the ball. Yep. He takes his crow hop and hits Snoop Menace. On the 50, and Snoop was wide open. I mean, there wasn't anybody on that half of the field with him. And it was just, I remember seeing that. I'm like, holy crap. Like, yeah. it was in the in, in his own end zone, they're running this play. <laughs> but it was so cool seeing, I mean, beautiful pass, hit Snoop Menace at the 50, and Snoop's, I mean, in like five steps, he scored. <laughs> and, and nobody was on that, that side of the 50 with him. It was just an unbelievable play and took a lot of guts to call that. I oh, can no, imagine half of the 50, right? Man, I couldn't I couldn't be in that moment. And I think, you know, Ryan, you alluded to it. It was a different era of of of, of stuff you saw back then. Like you don't like you, you know, and we granted you you see a lot of you see a lot of different things that have evolved, but I mean folks were jumping over folks, you know, back then. Like you people were people were jumping over folks to get into the end zone. You yeah. had some untackable individuals that you just could not take down. You know, we saw some, we saw some different things. And not that it's not that it's worse, but it's just, you know, just the reality of man, it's just people were built a little bit differently back then, I think. <laughs> oh yeah, for sure. For sure. <laughs> mm-hmm. Aaron, what advice would you share? Again, I know you work with with college athletes, but for those athletes in high school, what would you share to the for those athletes as they're preparing for NIL. Yeah, no, uh, my friend put it best and I hadn't heard it like this uh, until recently, but um, they need to prepare for uh, synthetic NIL and authentic NIL, you know, and just the reality of these synthetic opportunities that are going to come where it's just a quick deal and they think they're getting something good, but they may be getting scammed out of whatever it is. So I think building awareness um, is the biggest thing of understanding how to make those negotiations. And if they can, if they can have a level where someone comes in and does a workshop, you know, at the high school level and just talks about it and, and, and really gets in their face about what it really is. I think they can have that awareness going into school to understand how they need to navigate who who they need to get connected to. And also um, how they can brand and market themselves. You know, I think if they start telling their story now, you know, yeah. and understanding the importance of social media <laughs> and and how to use social media, man, they they would be phenomenal coming into high school, already having a platform and understanding how to how to manage and navigate that. So I would say, you know, learning how to navigate the, those NIL opportunities and also uh, understanding how to use their voice. Yeah. 
So make sure you read and understand the last paragraph on the last page of the agreement. The fine print, right? That's right. The really, the really fine print that says that you, you're you only going to get 10% of, of this and they're going to get 90% of you. Yeah, in, perpet- <laughs> in perpetuity. That's right. Yeah, yeah. You're going to get free T-shirts for three years or whatever it may be, you know? So. Yeah. yeah. Aaron, man, you lived up to and exceeded the hype. <laughs> Thank you so much for spending some time with us. Um, and, and, you know, as always, I appreciate you and everything you're doing down there at Florida state. Oh man, Ryan Cheney, it's been a blessing, man, to be able to be with y'all and have this conversation. And I, I love what you both are doing. Um, just providing these opportunities for, um, professionals in the industry to share their stories and, and really just get real on topics like these. And I'm, I'm looking forward to, to hearing more uh, from y'all and, and future conversations that we're able to have as well, too. Absolutely. Thank you. Thank you for joining us on NIL Undressed. As always, every like, subscribe, and share is greatly appreciated.